1: Today's episode of Front and Nationwide is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn, or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting, and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to Robinhood.com.
2: All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Hello, and welcome to Front End Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Portsline here, Allison Lucan is there Good morning Blue Jackets are back from a West Coast trip uh, What a trip Took three out of four from Wins in LA, Anaheim and Vegas A loss in San Jose But a perfect capper in Vegas They win 3-0 Elvis Merzlikens, a 27-save shutout This kid <laughs> um, Allison, the Blue Jackets host the Boston Bruins tonight in Nationwide Arena. Sometimes going west to east is harder than going east to west. I don't feel like I've got much in the tank. I don't know how you feel. What should people expect tonight? Blue Jackets, Bruins. Who? Bruins, by the way, lost last oh. night in Philadelphia. Boy, in a 5-2 lead.
1: Woo! And in spectacular fashion. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen the gift by now. They lose in a shootout. Um, and, and I actually was not able to watch the game, but my understanding is they blew multiple, multiple goal leads as well. Um, Brad Marchand steps up for his shootout attempt and literally whiffs on the puck. But because, yeah, well, because right. he moves it six inches or whatever it was,
2: right, it right. counts.
1: I mean, that's just a dagger. I So, you know, it's I think it's going to be interesting because... There's going to be a fatigue issue there for Boston, both physically and mentally. But there's also going to be a pissed offedness for yes, Boston. Yes, that's a good word. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm this. This could be a really good game uh, if both teams are are mentally up, like they could be given the context.
2: Yeah, and they played a bit of a chess match in Boston. Um, yes, yes, January second, where I think given the way that the Blue Jackets are comprised right now and they're starting to get some guys back, that was about textbook how they want to play. Mm -hmm. Um, Really tight game. Not a lot of odd man rushes for Boston at all. Elvis was fantastic. And then they pulled it out in the end. Uh, Two to one win. Uh, That's that's exactly how they want to play. Now I think they're getting some guys back a little bit. Now maybe Cam tonight. Not for sure um he's been sort of close but not in for a while now oliver bjorkstrand skated he's not going to play tonight but he's getting close josh anderson is back up on his wheels again he skated off on his own yesterday he's not with the group so he's probably a little ways off but they're starting to get some guys bjorkstrand said he hopes to play uh before the all-star break so in the next five games so these are good signs all um it, like we mentioned, the, the road trip, three out of four, that's a really good West Coast trip. This team, left for dead not long ago, has really... I think you're starting to hear people around the NHL now uh, talk about this team and recognize where what they've done to get back into this race and how maybe this is a team that can still sneak into the playoffs. I know it's hard to believe... Uh, given all they lost in the offseason and where they were a month ago, 11 points back. But when you look at the standings today, the Blue Jackets are currently technically in 10th place in the East. But they are a win. They're two points behind Philadelphia. Really three because Phillies played one fewer game. But they are right there in the playoff picture. And the teams that they were hanging around before – They have left in the dust. So the Devils have faded. The Canadians have drifted away. The Sabres look like they've remembered that they're the Sabres again after a (laughs) strong start. Um, So this sets up for a very interesting rest of the way. Um, I think this has to be – this podcast needs to include quite a bit of talk about the guy who has taken this team of all the guys who have risen up in this – this time of opportunity for players who were either lower on the depth chart or in AHL, um, Elvis Merzlikins has really, really stated um, his case here, Allison, since taking over the starter's job from Jonas Corposalo. It's, it's almost hard to put into context how well he's played, how important he's been to this team, um, and the lift that he's given them keeping them afloat, really, um, during these last couple of weeks
1: absolutely. and And, you know, I think it's it, as much as everyone knows, I love the numbers and things like this, it just speaks to the power of the mind and the the context, the impact context can have on a performance. You know, we've we've mentioned this. He said there was a a comfort in knowing that the net was his, knowing that he could, Make a mistake if something happened and that wasn't going to be the end of him for two weeks in terms of playing time. Um, I think it's just such a statement. And when you really look at, I mean, before this all went down, we were already grousing about how much time had gone between his starts. His game had been improving, but then really kind of fell off, particularly in that Ottawa game where he gets pulled to, to come back and to play like he has played at the volume at which he has played, and, and honestly, quite consistently, is just and, – and, and, yes, we all want to temper this. It's not like he's won them the Stanley Cup or anything yet, but this is just an incredible, incredible performance, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And it's – I mean, no one's talking about Sergei Bobrovsky in Columbus anymore. Right. Doesn't that say something? That was supposed to be the downfall of this organization. Right. And it's not and and it's and no one's talking about it, nor should they be. because Corpasalo and and I think we're going to have to keep reminding people of this, Corpasalo was absolutely on a tear mm-hmm. basically, from the beginning of November until he got hurt, the knee injury, he was playing great all-star, NHL all- star. Sergey Bobrovsky is not an NHL all- star. And then he goes by the wayside. Elvis Merzlikin steps in. Here are the numbers. He's 5-2 and two as a starter. 943 save percentage. 1.88 goals against. We That scene in Vegas, Allison, you were there. Um, we both witnessed it up close. There, and we're going to get into this more, that was a hell of a performance. That was as measured, as confident, as consistent, balanced, together, I think, as I've seen him yet. Neither of us goaltending experts, but that looked to be a command performance.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what's what's huge about this, and, and if people read um, the notes that, that I put at the end of the of the observations that you and Tom do, people haven't liked that the deserve-to-win-o-meter <laughs> hasn't really been on the jacket side. And, and the biggest takeaway there— this team right now is not as strong in terms of offensively generating as they have been. So that only heightens the importance of solid goaltending. This is a team yes. that's, that's lost guys who are creating. Even if those pucks weren't going in, I mean, Columbus had, what was it, two shots on goal in the second period in Vegas? Right. Two. Right. So right. when you really think about the margin here in terms of, what the blue jackets created remember one of those goals comes on a power play so we we take that out of the 5 on 5 play what he's doing and particularly when you think about and he mentioned this i mean everyone knew he was going for a shutout there in the, in the yes. final minutes and and to to maintain composure in those last 3 minutes knowing what you're about to do knowing that this is a big thing for you and this is something that you've been, you've been visualizing and wanting to have happen to your point, just the the composure, the way he conducted himself, and then the release after it was all over, just the the celebration of just joy, um, that was that was pretty cool to see.
2: Yeah, the fact that with three minutes left, <laughs> three minutes left, he's saying, "All right, I'm going to strum the guitar." Right. <laughs> I'm going to do the hip shake and reach to the sky, which may be more Saturday Night or Saturday night Fever than well, true than Elvis, but it it was awesome. Uh, he almost broke McLeano's <laughs> back, um, and I hate these are we're gonna de- de- uh, dig into some depths here that are almost unquantifiable in a way. Try get a marketing expert on here. Mm. It's something I've I've thought about with the Blue Jackets forever, and part of it is that they that this is a team based in Columbus, Ohio, which is if you remember, Allison, the, this is where they used to do sort of taste tests. Um, and they like to do this as market research here in Columbus because we are really exceptionally normal people <laughs> in the marketing world. That was always the belief. <laughs> right. This is the, this is the slice of normalcy in America. Right. Um, they're not too opinionated this way. They're not too this. If you, if you can get a product that people in Columbus, Ohio like, People in the United States will like it, too. Right. I don't know what that says about us or what it says about America, but that that's what it has, has historically been. Um, this, this town has star coaches, and a lot of this is the college football tradition here. Sure. The players, they come and they go. The coaches are the legends. Pl- some players can be legends for sure, but it's really been hard for an NHL player here to get a national grip. Rick Nash did it because he was a fantastic player and a perennial all-star. Some guys here fly under the radar. Seth Jones flies under the radar. Wierenski under the radar. Merzlikins has that something, that certain flair about him. It's personality. It's mag- It's magnetism. I don't think it's stuff you, you can teach. It's a willingness to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a... It's, it's the, the personality that just naturally puts yourself out there without even thinking about it because that's just what you do. This guy has always believed that he would be a star in the NHL. And without getting a little too crazy here, it was hard to watch that game Saturday – without feeling that we're in the beginning stages of something here Mm -hmm. with him as a player that can transcend hockey fans in Columbus, Ohio, reach people that don't understand or have cared about the game previously, who can reach people outside of Columbus, Ohio, who are hockey fans, and potentially reach people outside of Columbus, Ohio, who aren't hockey fans. And we've seen athletes who who have transcended sports before. You start to wonder if this young man has that capacity. He's playing like it. That has to be there. The personality is there as well. Am I am I overreaching here, Allison? No.
1: And I think, you know, it's <clears throat> I was on uh, Sirius XM radio for a bit this morning and, and, and even those guys are saying, I mean, first of all, the guy's name is Elvis, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. how many Elvises do you know? Um, this is the first I know other than Elvis Presley. Um, and yeah, I think that he has all of those traits you're talking about. And I think what – I've thought a lot about this. I've thought about what is it because it's not our job to, to defend or celebrate or not celebrate players. It's our job to, to tell what these players are like. I think what's really at the foundation of, of Elvis's interest for me is that he's willing to be brutally honest – uh, we, he's not, and I understand why players will, will protect their privacy and their thoughts in terms of talking to the media, but he's willing to be very honest, and he's incredibly competitive. I don't know that we have seen or I have seen a player display their competitiveness as openly as he does. Um, right. And I also think that he's just a very interesting person and is willing to share that with us. And again, I I respect guys who don't want to tell us everything they do, that they don't have to do that. But what he shares about how he thinks about life, what he thinks about, what interests him. I reread Tom's story from last year when Tom put it out yesterday. What this kid has gone through, it is insane he's even playing anything professionally, let alone in the NHL. Um, and and I, I think all of those things. He's got the charisma, like you said. He's he's interesting. He's entertaining. He's funny. He's quick witted. Um, if this team, if this organization wants a star outside of the ice, uh, I think I think they've got one in the making. As long as his play holds up, just like you said.
2: Yeah. Now we, the NHL is is always wary of these sort of players.
1: Yes. I think. Yes.
2: I think we. you can look at how the Blue Jackets have handled Merz and think, in one hand, they're excited about the potential he's had. They've always been excited about the potential he had. They couldn't wait to get him over here and see it themselves. They believed he was an NHL goalie. Yarmo in full marks, put him in the NHL with Corpusala this year. This guy's an NHL goalie. Here he is. Um, almost not sight unseen, but sight unseen as an NHL player because right. he's never played – here before so they believed in him it's not that that's not the case they've been scared to death of this guy <laughs> they have been from the moment he got here last spring if you remember they i'll never forget the press conference the uh first conversation we had with him oh my gosh in yeah. vancouver where he's unloading his opinions his thoughts on this and and the pr a staffer who's holding the, the speaker for the, for the conference call, such that it was, is like putting one hand on his forehead like, oh, God, like <laughs> this kid. Like he just goes. He goes. None of it's out of line. None of it's inappropriate. It's all interesting as hell. But hockey guys don't talk like this. So he's not a – he gives and, – and this is the thing that has saved him to this point, I think – a, his play of late, of course. He'll make all sorts of allowances for a guy with a 9.43 save percentage. But this is a gracious kid. Yep. He's a happy kid. Yep. Full marks to David Savard for blocking those shots. I thank my teammates for doing all of this. Like, it, he is not just a me guy. Right, he's right, not. right. There is, a, there is a team perspective from him always – but he, he, he's going to attract, and I think there's been some resentment about this, he attracts a ton of interest because he's so damn magnetic. And while other guys are talking about getting the puck deep, <laughs> playing hard, uh, simple plays, he's not going there. He's right. not going there. He's going to tell you in detail about the save <laughs> against the Sharks. Where he's out of his net, and it's out of control, yep. and he's battling like hell to get back. There's just – he is an interesting guy who can't help but be interesting. And the, the Blue Jackets made him off-limits to the media when he got the starting job. We bitched about it because here's a kid who, who literally – I shouldn't say literally. He shit the bed in his first game ever in, against Pittsburgh. Totally embarrassing. That could have broken people. And he stood there in the dressing room and met with the media. Yep. He met with the media at 4 and 4. hadn't won a game, and he would still talk. And then they they make him off limits because they want him to focus on the game. That's fine. Uh, it's not fine, but but they did it. It's been done before. And then he wins his first game, and he doesn't talk because because he's not allowed to talk. That's not right. Right. The player perceived through pushed through all of this. Now he's back to being a goaltender who talks after games. Um, and he's, he's comfortable in his setting I couldn't think of a better analogy. They remind me the blue jackets in their handling of this have reminded me of a, of a nervous parent with an overconfident kid <laughs> that just got his driver's license. Yep. Yes, I know you can do it, but I don't think you understand what you're up against here kid. This can get really bad if you're not paying attention And the kids like I'm paying attention. And the parents like, you have no idea what you're facing. And the kid's like, I do. I can do this. And at every step of the way, he has done this. I'm rambling here. I just, I, I think they're starting to sort of take the gloves off around him and starting to. His performance has earned it. Are you feeling this as well, Allison? That they're starting to recognize that maybe he's okay and they can pull the guardrails a little wider on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope they are. And I, and I think you know, you said something when this first came down um the the media ban in that was there not a concern that when you take away something that's part of who this guy is does that perhaps impact his performance right Right. if you if you clamp down on who someone is to try and help them be better are are they truly in the best situation to be better um i think that was a valid concern given this guy and you know i'm i'm over here rolling my eyes because I just, now I get that false arrogance, unearned arrogance, if you will, can be draining. Um, But I, I mean, this is the same reason people enjoy John Tortorella, because he doesn't just say the same thing over and over again. He tells you what he thinks. Yes, he, passion. Passion. He he shows you who he is. That connects you to him. That that connects fans to him and this organization. It draws attention from places outside of Columbus, Ohio.
2: Yes. That's
1: fun. This is sports. This is supposed to be fun. Why?
2: Please. please. Why
1: is preach? Why, why in the world does every player? have to say the same thing over and over again and follow the same path and be the same exact human. Now, does media have a responsibility and accountability to not sandbag a player or things like this? Of course. However, why can't we enjoy this? Why can't we take a kid with a different story just so much as Seth Jones has a dad who's a professional NBA player, which I think is a fascinating path to the NHL. How do you choose hockey over basketball? That's interesting to me. Yep. Why can't we celebrate what makes these people who they are? And for those who want to share more of themselves, enjoy it. And again, not plan a parade for someone who hasn't shown that they can back up their their attention grabbing, but he has. And I think that you nailed it when you talked about this you can feel an energy from Elvis that he just wants to be part of this and and live it and succeed and have a team succeed and there be joy, right? And, you know, this is a kid who is very close to his mother, lost his father. He spoke about that to Tom about you can feel that there's something about him that you can feel he wants connection, right? Um, And I think that's what he's seeking in, in his professional life as part of a team as well and I am, I don't understand why at the first sign of something different, there has to be a, oh no, oh no, that's bad. Right. I don't understand that reaction. I don't understand why we can't enjoy this um, yeah. while it's happening.
2: And isn't there always an eye roll at in the, for people who aspire to greatness?
1: Which is just so petty. Start? I'm sorry.
2: But like, and, and it sounds, there's an arrogance about it perhaps, but it that's what it is. Yep okay okay so five years ago when he signs a four-year contract because in four years she'll take Sergey Bobrovsky's job people go oh, who in the hell does this kid think he is
1: mm-hmm.
2: well this is who he thinks he is right he and I and it's um, it's a hard thing to to get to explain perhaps how it can at once be like incredible confidence I, I do think in order to be an, a great NHL player, you have to carry yourself with a level of arrogance. Absolutely. Because you're talking the best players in the world. Elvis Merzlikens, I think we're selling it short to say that he dreamed of playing in the NHL. Of course he did. What he dreamed about, what he has planned for, what he's visualized is being a great player in the NHL. Not a starting goaltender in the NHL, a great player. Mm-hmm. An MVP, a guy who has rings, a guy who win a guy who wins cups, goes to parades. Like, I'm not saying he's he that's going to happen here in Columbus. This is what he aspires to do. Right. Um and he has always aspired to do this. He just wants a team. Give me a team. Yep. And the first reaction to that is like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Right? And then you start to look back, and we've we've been around. Not necessarily here in Columbus, but, but when, in the early days of the NHL, when you used to cover teams, uh, the visiting teams as much as the home teams when they came into town, you'd spend time around certain players. Patrick Waugh was different. He's different. Sidney Crosby is different. These guys, there is something about these guys. Nathan McKinnon has this now. Um, I'm not sure if McDavid has it yet. I haven't spent time around him or talk closely to people who have necessarily but these guys don't they're almost boring people to be around because the only obsession they have is hockey mm-hmm. they're obsessed with it they're not happy to be in the nhl right they're obsessed with winning every effing game they play they're obsessed with winning cups not playing on a team and being an assistant captain and having 12 goals and having a 12-year career. They want to dominate. Like, and I don't think we've seen a lot of players wired like this in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And Merzlikan seems to have that to me. Well, again, it's early. Young man doesn't even have a winning record in the right. NHL. But <laughs> right. he has played really, 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 really well, and he does seem to have a star quality about him.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, I think you nailed it when you said <clears throat> people have an eye roll at people who aspire to greatness and I will just speak from my personal experience I mean I've I have had to learn about myself that if I have that reaction it's about asking myself if I want to do whatever it is to get to what I see someone else doing because that's that's what I think some of this is is you say well that wasn't my experience. Why, why isn't that my opportunity? Or I never get that a comparable kind of celebration of myself. I think I do good stuff. I think I'm really good. It, it. If you see something that frustrates you, is it about you and something you can learn to be better? Or is there a root cause that you have to investigate? And I, I wish right. people would do that. <clears throat> and I'm sorry for the philosophy talk this early in the morning. Yeah. But right. um you know, at the same time, what's so interesting to me is we mentioned Bobrovsky. We, of course, have Yunus Corpusalo. Each of these three people have been very different, are very different people. I could wax on about Yunus Corpusalo. I think he's he's got his own special spirit and energy he brings, which I think is also incredibly enjoyable in the yep. locker room. Why does Elvis get the eye roll? You know, it's just, it's, I mean, come on, let's. It, this is, again, it's just entertainment. And if people love to be here, and, and look at what this team just went through. You've got a guy who literally put the city on his pads. Literally. Yes.
2: Yeah, Yeah. right.
1: I mean, isn't that what Columbus fans wanted? Isn't that what right. this organization said mattered? So, yeah. you know.
2: And I think we're starting to feel a team. This was the sense I got in that Vegas dressing room is that, you're starting to see a team that feels comfortable getting behind Elvis Merzlikens, mm-hmm. like getting in the car with him and enjoying the ride rather mm-hmm. than saying, okay, we got to take care of this guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to do this. We got to do this. Just saying, you know what? Just t- turning themselves over to it. Go for it, young man, kick ass. And we're in, and let's, let's all enjoy the ride together. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. Um, this, this is, we, and I talked about this on the uh, podcast last Friday. Yes. Um, about the silver lining of all that the Blue Jackets are going through right now with the injuries, with the players playing so well, where's Likens uh, picking up from Corpus Allo, all of this. Um, there is a huge silver lining to this, oh, yeah. Allison. Um, maybe the largest trade chip you can have in the NHL is a starting goaltender, a starting worthy goaltender young on the trade block. And, I think the Blue Jackets are going to face this sooner rather than later. I don't think they make a move at the trade deadline with Murslikans or Corpusalo. That seems premature to me. Um, and and honestly, most of the teams that are in the market for a goaltender are so bad right now that they're not making they're not making trade deadline trades other than to unload. Right. So I think it's a summer trade, but if Merzlikens continues to play very very well the rest of the way, and Corpusalo. NHL All-Star, again, can't forget that. He's been fantastic. I think the Blue Jackets will confront the need or the ability to trade a goaltender this summer. Uh, is that wise, or do you want more time with these guys to, to establish themselves and sort out who who you've got in goal?
1: Well, I'm I'm on record as saying that I have no problem keeping both of them for a short period longer, particularly because that's the strategy that this league is going towards, is two very strong goaltenders in your system to manage the workload so that they are just as good at the end of the season and in the postseason as they are at the beginning of the season. So should they keep them around longer? I have zero issue with that. The bigger question there for me would be the readiness of Vini Vevalainen. And also potentially a couple years down the road, Daniil Tarasov, um, because the pipeline is so strong as far as goaltending. So I don't mind it if it's the right thing for the organization. Now, as Kekalainen always says, if you get an offer that makes your team better, you have to consider it. I I'm, I don't see it as urgently as maybe some do, but I would not complain if that was a move they made because these were two valuable pieces right now. Now, that being said... Which one you move? I mean, I, I oh. have I have thoughts there, but... <laughs> right.
2: And that's the bit that, I mean... So I think, honestly, if you go into the season, if, if Elvis finished a strong, Corpy now has NHL All-Star on his resume. That's huge. Right. That is huge. I think you strike while the iron's hot. Yes. That's my opinion. But, to your point, <laughs> uh, we all... Have our sort of fantasy teams in our heads. This is when you're like, thank God I'm not the GM. Oh my God! Holy God! How do you make that decision? Corpusalo has shown himself to be a really, really good goaltender. Yes, like just a reliable, yes, athletic, smart goaltender. Merslekins is a wild card. Like we well, just went on and on about him for a while. <sighs> Columbus, Ohio. Do they play it safe or do they go? shoot for the moon. <coughs> I don't know the answer to that. It'll be fascinating to see and, I, and 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 to evaluate what the trade market might look like. But I don't I think if I'm them, I I would move I move one of these guys in the off season and I sign a veteran backup.
1: Sure, that's fine.
2: And let and let and play, play the minors. This is what I've been saying for years too. Always draft a goalie. In every draft, take a goalie because they're in a really good spot now. If if Corpusalo or Merzlikens becomes the franchise guy, I think they're both on their way to proving they can do that. Not only do you have a big chip and the other one you can trade, either Merzlikens or Corpus hmm but you let Vevalainen prove himself in the AHL mm-hmm. and look like a really good goaltender. You let Tarasov light up the KHL mm-hmm. and look like a really good goaltender. You could even bring these guys along if you want and make Vevalainen Merzlikens' backup and play him 20 games, 25 games, whatever. Yep. Let him look really good. Foster him. Move him. Like, you can really, you could really max this out if they handle it the right way and if the players continue... To shine, But I, I would suspect if this continues down this path that the Blue Jackets will use one of their goaltenders, Merzlikens or Corpusalo, to make a large trade this summer that could really, really benefit the organization.
1: It's going to be interesting.
2: Yes, always. Um, what do we need to get to? I think we've gone on a bit yep. here. Um, Blue Jackets Bruins tonight. Merzlikens will get the start again. I uh, have not seen Corposalo skate. It's going to be a little while. He's probably looking mid to late February is the return for him, recovering for knee surgery. So it's Elvis uh, probably for these next five games till they get to the break. Um, Allison, anything to add before we sign off here?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone who's listening, um, we love having you guys check out the show. And remember, we have our Friday episodes as well. Those are exclusive for athletic subscribers only, so you'll find them in the app. We always try and bring in a special guest for an interview. Last week, uh, Porty talked to Rick Nash. We've had Brad Shaw, Brad Larson, and we've got a list of requests from you that we're going to work through here as the season goes along. So we hope that you're not just listening to these episodes on all your favorite podcast apps. Please also check out uh, those Friday special editions that are in the Athletic app um, in the podcast section there as
2: well. Awesome. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for reading. We will be with you uh, tonight. Blue Jackets Bruins will be with you post-game. And we'll talk to you again uh, through this podcast on Friday. Thanks so much. Take care.